What's up, Zach Oteer, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give Innovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, a customer experience and marketing platform that gets you more reviews, more feedback, and more revenue. Want to learn more? Visit OvationUp.com. All right, welcome everyone. Today we have Bruce Irving of Smart Pizza Marketing. He's a podcaster, entrepreneur, all around baller. And uh, Bruce, as I understand it, you've got your PhD in the school of getting stuff done. Well, I do try my best, that's for sure, Zach. Yeah, man. Well, dude, thanks for, thanks for coming on today. Um, first off, I just wanted to, let's, let's start at the top, right? How did you start this podcast? You know, Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, you do local marketing. You just, how did you start and why did you start? Thanks for having me, first of all. Um, you know what? I started the podcast back in, I think it was 2015 was when we released the first episode. Probably did a couple that we didn't release or I didn't release, 2014. Uh, but I really started the podcast because I was a pizza owner and we owned and operated one business. Then we had a second one. And I was really trying to figure out how to grow. How do you build a team? How do you find employees? How do you create systems? How do you get to that third, fourth, fifth location? And I always listened to podcasts. I was never much of a reader. I uh, just didn't have the attention span to sit down and read. So when podcasts first came out, I was always drawn to listening to audiobooks and podcasts. And I was searching for podcasts for our industry. And there was really none out there that were consistent or great. And I thought two things. I said, you know what, that, that's an opportunity. And not only is it an opportunity, but it's an opportunity for me to start a podcast and talk to people who normally probably wouldn't take the time to talk to me and for me to pick their brain and ask them questions about what they're doing and how they did it. So that's kind of how it started for me. This, this sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a, little, it's a little more crowded now than it was 2015. If you put 100 pizza folks in a room in 2015 and said, who listens to podcast? Me and two other people would have raised their hand. Yeah. Now it's 50%. So it's still low numbers, but there's a lot more people listening to podcasts now than there was back in 2015 in my industry. Uh, but it is a great, I always suggest people start podcasts. It's a great way to build a network. It's a great way to find out information and to virtually meet people in the world we live in today. Yeah. And then, and so you, you saw this, you saw this gap, you started reaching out to people and what was the initial reception? Like from day one, were people like, yes, love this. Um, yes, I think. So here's what happened. I started reaching out to people and the first thing I did was, all right, there's the pizza expo. There's a couple of trade magazines. Let me go in there and see who's writing articles and who's contributing to those. And let me ask them. And then it was on Instagram and Facebook. And as you start mm -hmm. to reach out to people, some people in the beginning said no. And I was like, man, those are jerks. Like, why would you say no to be on a podcast? Sorry, I don't know if you can swear on this. Um, we'll leave it out. All right. But I was like, those people are jerks, man. Like, why would you say no to a podcast? And then come to find out later on through all the podcasts that I've done at this point, people just are nervous. So it's not that they don't want to share information. It's just that maybe they're shy or maybe they're an introvert or maybe they're just not comfortable with their voice or they don't want to be on a podcast. So, um, yes, people said no, but I don't think it was for the reasons that I thought it was in the beginning. Gotcha. And, and why is it that you think that more people are listening to podcasts now in this industry? 
uh, it's because podcasts give you the ability to multitask, which no other form of absorption of information gives you. Like you can't watch a video and drive a car. I mean, you can, but you probably shouldn't. No. You can't read a book and drive a car, but you can listen to a podcast and drive a car. You can listen to a podcast while you take a run. You can listen to a podcast while you're working in your restaurant or at your desk. Yeah. So podcasting gives you the ability to multitask, which in this day and age is what everybody is doing. Yep, absolutely. So jumping into it, talk to me about what are some of the problems that, that a lot of uh, your listeners and, and the people that your guests on your show, what are some of the problems that they're seeing uh, in the industry? Uh, obviously helps a huge problem. I think that um, a lack of people who want to do a certain trade is something that we're all facing, whether that be if you're in the local business area, like a plumber or a builder, or if you're in the restaurant trade, like a lot of the younger generation of folks don't necessarily want to do the jobs that we did when we were younger in order to get started. So well, I think that's a huge problem. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's just hop on that in a second. Why is that? Do you think like, what, why aren't younger people willing to, to go the trade route? Is it because everyone's like wanting to be a Mark Zuckerberg and just like, you know, have the idea and then create billions or is it, is it the story that, that, uh, that, that creates? I don't know. I'm a hundred percent blame Instagram. You, you a hundred percent blame Instagram. Pretty much. I think that the, the society in which we live in, listen, people take photos of Instagram. They're not fake photos, but they're fake life photos and they put them on Instagram and they make you think they live this reality in which they really don't. And then other people view that fake reality on Instagram and think it's real life. So between oh. that and us coddling kids huh. and not letting them do things, like not letting your kid walk down the street to go to the store until they're 18 years old, that has something to do with it. Yeah. And, and I totally think, because back in the day, you, know, you, walk, you walk into my house growing up and there's a family portrait of that. You know, we had a photographer come in and take our picture. We put it up. What they didn't tell you was that it took half an hour for my brother to get his shirt on. It took, it took another 15 minutes to get me to smile. My mom was screaming at us. My sister had been crying. My dad was yelling sure. at us. And yet we have this beautiful picture of our family on, on the, you know, the wall. I think the difference is not that human nature has changed and that we want to portray a better version of ourselves, but that the proliferation and the visibility of that has. Right? Totally. Yeah. And I don't want to blame 100% of society because it's not 100%. It's, it's sometimes it's the operator's fault. Like we're in an industry that's not sexy. And not only is it not sexy, but we're slow to adapt. So for us, if you notice, I've done 500 podcast episodes and I've talked to a lot of people. And I would say there's a, a vast amount of successful entrepreneurs who are on my podcast, who own restaurants, who aren't having a problem hiring help. But they're not having a problem hiring help because they were early adapters to what the trend was and using these digital platforms to kind of tell their story and tell what their business is all about and show the behind the scenes of what they're doing. So the younger generation of folks uh -huh. got an early uh, insight as to what they're doing so they can go look at what they're doing and understand what the job is going to be like. And the very few people who are looking for those jobs migrate towards those people. So how do you make, how do you make it sexy? Say you own a pizza shop, right? I've got three locations in South Jersey. I mean, how do I make it sexy? I don't think you can make it sexy, 
I think you can do a good job of building your brand and educating mm. people as to what you do and how you operate. And then you have to accommodate people. Like, you know what? The days of working 50, 60, 70 hours for those young folks is gone. Like that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for uh, uh, an easy work schedule. And I know that's hard for everybody to grasp, but they're looking for uh, a, a set schedule every week. So they know exactly what days they're going to be having off so they can make plans with their friends. Um, you have to accommodate what they're looking for, not necessarily what you're looking for. That's a, that's a really good point. So when you, when you talked about showing how the brand, like how you do what you do, what are some tools that you found that, that are successful to, to do that? Like, you know, if, if a pizza operator here, you know, here, here she is, they don't even have, you know, there are no social media and they're coming to you. They're saying, Bruce, what do I do? I say get on social media. What the hell is you, what the, it's 2020. What are you waiting for? <laughs> so, and, and all of it, like, am I supposed to be on TikTok and Periscope and, you know, you know, Instagram and Facebook uh, or like, wh where, where do I go? Definitely not Periscope. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't think, no, I think you need to decide on, it depends on where you are, like what your area is and what, the platform is that's the most popular in your area. If you are in a college town, TikTok may be the place where you spend the most time. If you're in New York City, it may be Instagram and TikTok. If you're in Iowa, it may be Facebook. Maybe more people are hanging out on Facebook versus the other platforms. So I don't think you need to be on all the platforms. I think you need to look at where your customers are on, on what platforms they're using the most and then try to figure out how you can leverage those to use them for your business. And I think stories is a great way to do that. Like whether that be Facebook stories or Instagram stories, um, because you can show the rawness of your business in the behind the scenes, but it goes away after a certain period of time. Yeah. And, and people are kind of, they're expecting a lower quality production, right? A lot of people who are afraid to do stories, myself included, Right. The, the <laughs> right. stories, stories are something where it's like, oh, well, I, I need it to be perfect. But that's part of the beauty mm -hmm. of having like a podcast like this. That's, you know, really unscripted, unscripted, unedited um, and having like those live stories is it's just it feels like a lot more organic. And I think part of what you're saying, if what I'm what I'm hearing is showing that authenticity is something that you know, uh, millennials that, that younger generation really care about. Like, I, I don't want to be sold to, I want to feel like I'm becoming a part of something. Right. No, exactly that. And I'll take it one step further being yeah. like, I don't want to see one thing online and then in real life, it's something different. If you make your business look so fantastic online and then I come to work for you and it's a complete shit show and it's totally different than what you yeah. portrayed online, that makes it worse in my opinion. Oh, totally. I mean, take, taking it. Uh, so I, I went to Bali, right? Yeah. And I, I had this vision of what Bali was from Instagram and I get to Bali and it's like really kind of not super <laughs> impressive. Right. And yeah. so my impression of like the Bali beaches was one thing and the expectations was another. I'm not going back to Bali anytime soon. Now you take that on a, on a micro level. I go to a pizza joint down the street that has like, you know, this beautiful, you know, beautiful looking pizza and I get there and it's all thrown together crap. It's like, I mean, go, go to Burger King, right? They just, they did their Whopper, um, their Whopper, um, what's it called? The decaying Whopper. Yeah. You know, and it's oh, yeah, like, yeah. Th that was a, you know, call it good or bad marketing. Like it's, it's a conversation piece. 
yeah. and it's authentic. And I think the principles of that are kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, you want to make sure that if someone if someone sees you online, that what they get in real life is is the is what they're seeing online. And the people who can do that are going to be successful. And you also, as the owner of the business, want to figure out like what systems can you put in place that can help you as the owner uh, restructure or organize your business better? Can you do online ordering? Can you come up with some systems for prep work to make it uh, more efficient and more cost efficient? Like there's so many things that you can do systems wise in your business to maybe eliminate the need for one of the employees with online ordering or something like that nowadays. Yeah, totally. So one thing that you had mentioned was uh, finding out what like social platforms people are on. Do you have any like recommendations or tools um, or how would I go about, I'm, I'm in Iowa. How do I know are my customers and potential employees on Facebook or TikTok or, you know, I mean, I would ask them literally ask the people who come into your business. Hey, what, what is your favorite platform? Like not in a creepy way, but like yeah. watch what they're doing when they're eat, eating in your restaurant. Like, you know, you can see if you, look up from your own phone and look around sometimes you can very much see what people are doing um, and how they're re reacting to things when they are in the public. Like you can ask them. That's definitely the way that I would do it. Like what platforms are you using? What is your favorite platform? Especially if you're in a town like Iowa, if you're in a town like uh, a state like Iowa, um, ask people, Hey, where do you, what's your favorite platform? If you had to choose Facebook or Instagram, which one would you choose? And I would literally ask every customer that walked in that day. And take yeah. a poll. Interesting. I love that. And, you know, cause I think getting to know your, and this is all getting to like the, the customer portion of it, but I feel like there um, with a lot of people I've talked to, there seems to be a disconnect between a customer and a person, right? Sure. I don't know if you've seen this, but you, you talk to someone about how do you, how do you make a friend and people know how to make friends intuitively. Right. But then Kinda. you say, how, well, it's kind of right. <laughs> but you say, how do you, how do you get a really good customer um, and get them to be like a loyal customer? And it's like, well, I, I need like the systems and the processes and all these things. And, and, and sure, you have to have some of that stuff, but when it comes down to it, it's like, it's also about that authenticity, about being a person, about being someone that's relatable about being somewhere where I go into your shop and, and I feel at home and I want to come back. Right. Right. And so, um, cause end of the day, everyone's looking to, to increase profits and you do that by getting more customers, higher price or lower costs. Right. Uh, and, and what have you found to be out of, uh, well, first of all, is there anything you'd add to that list? I mean, in your experience, or is that, is that pretty inclusive? No, I think you're right. You're spot on on that. And I think though, going back to the person, personal thing, I think, when people, I think a mistake people make when they do use digital is they go from the one-on-one -on -one interaction like you and I are having right now. Like if I said to you, if you and I are doing this conversation right now and I was like, hey, everybody, what's, we're going to talk about Instagram. And I'm like, it's just me and you in a room. It's awkward, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. But they do that on Instagram. Like when you do an Instagram story, yes, multiple people hopefully are going to watch that story, but it's generally one person at a time. So talk to an individual on your story versus talking to multiple people, even though a hundred people are going to watch that story, they're all going to watch it separately one time. And I think that's a mistake people make on social. Yeah, I love that. And, and how do you feel like in, in making that personal and making that really that one-on-one -on -one conversational, 
what have you found to be some of like the, are there other people out there doing it really well? Are there people out there that, that we should kind of look at and be like, oh, there's a, there's a great company that we can follow? Well, not a company, but I always mention Frank from East Village Pizza. I mean, he is in New York City, um, but he does Instagram. He does Instagram really well. And he has like 220,000 followers on Instagram. And he's probably a thousand square foot pizza shop on the East Village of New York City. So it's got a really small place. And he uses Instagram very well. He uses it in a couple different ways. He goes Instagram live every single day or five days a week around nine o'clock on his Instagram profile. And he shows how he makes pizza. He interacts with people who are commenting on the live. He'll answer people's questions. He shows them what pizzas he's making, what kind of new items he's coming up with. And he makes it very, very personal. And he literally does it five days a week, every single week. And that's how he's grown his little tiny pizza shop in the East Village of New York to become one of the busier places in his area and most followed people uh, for a pizza shop in the country. It's crazy. Wow. And is it, so you think when he started, I think that a lot of people will, they'll get started, they'll do like two or three posts or something and like, ah, no one liked it. That was awkward. I didn't do a good job. Like, how, how do you get over that initial hump? No one is going to like it. You are going to be awkward and it is going to be bad. You just have to be okay with it and move on. Like, you know, how many podcasts have you done so far? Uh, this is my sixth. All right. So when you get to 70, right? Hopefully you get to 70. I'm wishing you best of luck. You're going to get to 70. We're going to do it. When you get to 70, call me. We're going to go back, you and I, whenever that is, and we're going to listen to episode number one for a live podcast. Mm-hmm. And you're going to cringe. But there's no way you're going to go back and cringe at number one from number 70 if you don't do one through 69. Absolutely. In, in so the, yeah. it's going to be awkward. You're going to stink. Be okay with it. No one in the history of earth that you've ever wanted to deal with, talk to, or be a customer of yours has watched a video on Facebook or Instagram and was like, I'm never ordering from that person ever. They're so <laughs> awkward on camera. Yeah. Well, let, let's hope that someone listens to the next podcast here, right? Yeah, so, um, they will. Yeah. And, and, and I love that. And, and what, it, what it comes down to is like this, this age of openness that I feel like we've never seen before, right? Where people can people are are uh you know they in the initially there was such a proliferation of perfection yeah and and while that continues i feel like you know younger people are hungering for something more and they want reality to meet expectations and and uh whether it's social media whether it's the business i think that's uh that's awesome i think if you do if you are going on these platforms and being honest and being yourself and not trying to fake then you'll have nothing to really worry about. And if someone doesn't like you, then that's fine. Not everybody is going to like you. I think that the problem is you try to please everybody, especially in a, in a business where you have multiple menu items or multiple things happening in your business. The, you, when you try to please everybody, um, you're going to make a lot more people unhappy than if you just try to make sure that you do one thing really well for the people who really want that one thing. And the same thing goes with video. Like if you try to be on video and try to be fake and not yourself because you think you want everybody to like you, um, it's going to come across in a weird way. You should be better off just being authentic and being yourself. And if there's three people who don't like that video or don't like your personality, then so be it. Move on. Yeah. And, and just, just like, you know, comments on YouTube, same thing with Yelp. Uh, 
people yeah. tend to be more vocal when they're trolling, right? When they've got something negative to say. Totally. And I only say that with you with the podcast because that's my experience. Like if I go back and listen to my first couple, I cringe. Yeah. You know, it was the founder of LinkedIn and he said, you, when you launch a product, and in that case, I'll say a new menu item, a podcast, you know, starting your Instagram live. If you're not in, if you, if you launch so that in six months, you're not embarrassed, you either waited too long or you're not improving enough. Right? Like you should look back and be like, oh my gosh, what a schmuck, right? Yeah. If you do video for your business, you should look back in a year at your first video. I'm like, that was terrible. I can't believe I released that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so last topic I want to talk about with you is, is customers, right? So obviously, you know, you've, you've got lots of stuff that you've talked to about, you know, uh, the pricing and the cost and stuff like that. But in terms of a customer, getting one in versus getting one back, right? What, so someone, you talk to a lot, of, uh, a lot of restaurant owners and they'll say, everyone comes back. Everybody loves my stuff, right? <laughs> um, and there's a certain, uh, you know, fairy tale nature to that. So True. what do you say in terms of social media is, is really great for, for getting people in, getting the word out about your brand. Um, what do you say to people who are like, how do I get them back? Well, I would say there's three ways to improve your, like raise more money for your business, right? And there's one that's the hardest. There's raising your prices, which will obviously generate revenue. There's yep. getting the people to order from you um, who already order from you to order more frequently, or there's upselling them when they're on the phone, right? And then there's the fourth one, which is the hardest, which is finding new customers. I always feel like finding new customers is the hardest and most expensive thing that you can do. Um, but it's still something you need to do. You still need to get your brand out there and f tell you, I always look at it this way. Your job as a business is to make sure that the most people possible know about your business. That's the first thing. And then once they all know about your business, your job is to make sure that they're happy when they do come into your uh, restaurant or whatever it is business you have, your product is good and your service is amazing. And then you can worry about getting them to come back and you can upsell them. You can have them come back more frequently or you can raise your prices, which if you have to, you have to. And so in, in terms of like, you know, once you raise those prices, you know, how often do you see a dip in sales as a result of raising prices? I mean, it depends. I think that communication solves a lot of problems. And if you clearly communicate like why you're raising your prices, I think that you'll have less of a dip than if you just waited way too long to raise your prices and you're just like, I've had enough. I need to raise the prices and then just yeah. go up. Yeah. You know, with no communication, nothing, just out of the blue, your pizza is $2 more than it used to be now. Yeah. But if you are talking to your customers and you show them that you use really high quality ingredients and you show the training of your employees and that you're really cleaning up the dining room and making sure that you have the best possible software to make sure that their order is seamless. Like they see that. And then if you do happen to raise your price a quarter or 50 cents, they're not as upset. Listen, nobody wants to pay more money for anything. So there's always going to be that. Right. But you have to do a good job of communicating why you're doing it. And, and that's where I think people fail. Dude, Bruce, I, uh, you know, as I, as I look at this, this conversation, some of, the, some of the takeaways I have, one, I loved your, your point about being consistent and authentic in your social media and having that meet reality. Um, finding out who your, who your customers and potential employees, where they're at, uh, talking to one person at a time, uh, following Frank at East Village Pizza 
And then yeah, episode episode 70, come back to you and, and uh, let's see how much this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think you're doing a good job. So I don't think you're going to cringe that much. Maybe you waited too long. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But uh, maybe. Any, any, other, any other tips that you'd have for, uh, I guess, for, for me? For podcasting, keep going, right? Double down on podcasting. Really uh, make sure you do however many you're doing now, uh, double it. Because the more right. people you meet through a podcast, the more your network's going to grow and the more opportunities that are going to come for you. If there's restaurant owners at home listening, um, same thing. Whatever you're doing to get the message out about your business, double the amount you're doing. If you're, I think I was talking to somebody on a podcast recently and he said he was talking to his client and he was asking them how many times he posted. And he's like, well, I post about, uh, I've been posting about once a week for the last two months. And we, we both chuckled and we're like, you posted eight times. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen when you post eight times on any platform, unless you do it in two days. Yeah. So whatever it is you're doing for social media or getting the message out there for your business, increase it two times. If you're posting once a week, do twice a week. If you're creating one video a month, do twice a month. I guarantee you, your business will grow just by doing that one little thing. It's not going to explode, but it'll definitely grow over time if you just double what you're doing. Awesome. Well, Bruce, man, today's ovation goes to you. Standing ovation for being uh, such a rock star, putting so much good content out there. And uh, for gracing us here at Give an Ovation with your presence, man. So thanks, thanks for hopping on. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.